Hello and welcome back to Euro Trips Across the Pod NFL podcast. We are here for another one of our season previews and this time it's a turn of the New York Giants. And with us today we've got a first time guest on the podcast. We've got with us Tom Morton. How are you? Hello man, I'm good thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Good to finally have you on. We've, I've known you for about two years maybe now, a year and a half, two years I'd say. So it's good to finally get you on. Yeah, no, it's nice to be on. Thanks very much for having me. No problem at all. Um, and as you do with every new guest, I'd like to ask them questions as to why they're a fan of the team they support. So, Tom, what made you a Giants fan? Um, it's not not really a very exciting story, to be honest with you. We um, watched the highlights of Super Bowl Forty Eight, the um, Seahawks and Broncos. Thought, I kind of like this game, really. I want to get, want to get more into this. And um, I decided I couldn't have one of those two teams because, obviously, glory hunting would be a bit like a Patriots fan, wouldn't it? Yeah. So uh, I, um, my parents were going to New York that year, so I thought, OK, I'll pick one of the New York teams. Mm-hmm. And it was always going to be the Giants. It was never going to be the Jets because no one, no novice has heard of the Jets, have they? So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how it came about. OK. And is there sort of a certain player that stood out for you while supporting the Giants, like a favourite player? Um, the first season I watched it properly was that Odell Beckham one-handed ah. catch. So it has it has to be Odell Beckham, really. Um, I liked Eli Manning a lot, um, but most of them were like former players. When I was watching things like um, America's Game and Football Life and stuff like that. Lawrence Taylor, Michael Strahan, all of those sort of players stood out to me quite a lot. Yeah, no fair play. That's good. We actually had a um, we had Cameron Hogwood from Sky Sports came on a few months ago during the season. He also like the Giants because of Odell Beckham. So there's definitely a connection with modern-day Giants fans, you could say, with um, Odell Beckham. Um, in terms of watching the NFL as a Giants fan, as an NFL fan, how does your NFL Sundays look? Um, we have two different styles, to be honest. If I'm at home, then we go a little bit mental. We have um, me and my mate Jason, we normally drive down to the KFC and order the biggest bucket of chicken wings we can find. I think the last time we did it, we ordered a box of about 100 chicken wings. Oh, wow. And <laughs> oh, drove, drove around to his house. He has a big screen set up with the red zone because you've got to have Scott Hansen on a Sunday. It doesn't, it's not really complete. And then have the Giants on the iPad in the corner. And he's a big Jags fan, so he has it on his phone. So he's sort of switching between the lot. And we're there from about half past five until the end of the late game. So it's a big, a long stint. So you need lots of chicken wings to get through that. Oh, so you stay up until till four AM as well? I wouldn't. I never normally make the late game. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm normally I'm normally flaked out by then. But, yeah. um, we're never on prime time anyway. We're normally at six o'clock a lot, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm the same. I think I can make it normally until just about the end of the nine PM game. So go to bed about one PM, and then the last few years I've sort of either through recording Sky or using Game Pass, now I'm back out of a parent's house. Um, I tend to watch the, more, the late game in the morning, so I've not known the results. So I'll turn off all notifications on my phone. I'll wake up about 7 in the morning, 8 in the morning, and then watch it until until 10 then. And then, obviously, it's been lucky the last two years in terms of, you know, not being in work, either being, you know, redundant or um, in uni. So I've never had to worry about being up early on a Monday morning. So that's really helped in terms of, watching their late games because I remember when I was working in Bristol it was a struggle so I normally just watch the highlights on YouTube but that's always good because you can often sometimes when you watch Premier League highlights on YouTube it tells you 
watch so-and-so score 30 last screamer to beat so-and-so, but then with the NFL, it just says X versus X doesn't say the score at all. So it's helpful if you're trying to avoid a result and those late games, especially from the UK, I find those YouTube highlights are also quite helpful as well. Quite good on the um, on the game pass as well. You can get this hour-long thing where you can just watch each game mm-hmm. back-to-back, back-to-back, all the highlights. So I quite like watching those as well, to be fair. Yeah, they're good. Second. They're good. Yeah, actually, when I went to Italy last year, um, I missed, because I was out of that game in the evening, I missed the um, all the all the games. So I, I watched the 6pm when I got in, and then when it got to 9pm, I it was like 2 in the morning. So I then, on the plane back on the Monday, I watched all of those games on the, on the on the journey home <laughs> but that was good that was a good hour spent on the plane <laughs> yeah there were worse things to do on the plane so that's fine yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> especially when it was a 7am flight as well that, that didn't oh. help <laughs> that's um in terms of the giants heading on to this season um since the off season i may have got it wrong but not many major ins i can i looked into those tyrod taylor Jamie Gillen, the Scottish Hammer, and Ricky Steels Jones. And apologies if I miss anyone out, I do apologise. But main outs include Evan Ingram, Lorenzo Carter, Mike Lennon, uh, James Bradbury, and Jabril Peppers, with players like Sterling Shepard, Blake Martinez, and Graham Gano, and Adore Jackson all re signing. And then in the draft, you took Kayvon Thibodeau, fifth overall, Evan Neal, seventh overall, and Wondell Robinson, 43rd overall. So as a Giants fan, Tom, how have you found the off-season as a whole? I think, first of all, it's very kind of you to put Mike Glennon in as a major out. Um, let's let out a sigh of relief when he left. Um, yeah. on, on the whole, it's been positive. Um, I think you've got to be a bit upset about losing players like Jabril Peppers. I think he, him and McKinney could have been a very good, possibly one of the top five safety combos in the league. And we're well on their way to doing so. James Bradbury might be a miss as well because he he's been quite good for us since we came since he came in. Um, but Evan Engram, I'm not really sad to see the back of. I'll be honest with you. Um, lots of major drops in the last couple of years or so. He just hasn't it hasn't worked for him. Um, I'm quite interested to see how Thibodeau does. Um, Thibodeau and Neil because we had this is the first draft where we've actually addressed the major needs that we have to address, um, O-line and D-line, both in the first round. So that's got to be a positive thing if you're a Giants fan. Um, and I don't know, Tyra, T- Tyra Taylor's good because that means we've got a decent backup. As I said, Mike Lennon, like every time you saw that big neck sticking out <laughs> to get onto the field, you felt a little bit, oh God, this is going to go sideways here. Yeah. But um, Tyra, even though he's injured now, um, I think I think he's probably better than Daniel Jones as well. Mm. On, like if we're being honest with ourselves, so um, he could be a good bridge quarterback looking for the next one. Yeah, and that's actually a wonderful segue into my first question, which, which was about Daniel Jones. Obviously, he came in to the shock of everyone, sixth overall, which is one of the best YouTube highlights you can see if you watch a Giants fan's reaction to that draft pick. It's pretty good, especially the one they had at the stadium itself. Um, big questions over him. Obviously, he's been in the league four seasons now, I want to say those three seasons or four seasons, and he's never really won over the fans or won over the media. And this year, I think they declined his fifth-year option, so he's got one more year left to prove it. Um, and didn't exactly like the world away, albeit it's pre-season. Um, so how would you say your stance on, on Ism 
on him is going into the going into the season. I've always been one of the fans that wills him to do well. Like I really want him to do. I really want want it to come off for him. And we've seen glimpses. He's very good running the ball. He can be accurate when he wants to be, which mm-hmm. isn't very often. But um, there is the main problem, which is fumbles. He all he can't keep hold of the football, be it in the pocket or running. He can do an amazing 50-yard run, fumble the ball and have lost the ball. And it's so frustrating. I think the if I want to compare it to football terms, Adama Traore. <laughs> A player you know really well. <laughs> I know very well. Lots of potential. Sometimes shows it, but there's the most frustrating player to watch. And I think um, I think declining the fifth-year option is probably the right thing to do. What we'll do next, I'm not sure. Um but I don't see the only thing he's got going for him now is Brian Dable as head coach. Because mm-hmm. if we've seen what he's done with Josh Allen and the Bills offense in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. I mean, we're the 31st ranked offense last year. Daniel Jones being in and out of the team is a bit, big part of that. Uh, but if you've come from that Bills, Bills organization, you've got to be doing something, got to be doing something right. Because oh, if you've seen the transformation over the last mm-hmm. couple of years, it's been unbelievable. And I know Daniel Jones isn't Josh Allen by any stretch of the imagination, but surely you can't get any worse under this head coach. Yeah, yeah, I think he's obviously come in, he's, I think he, I think he was part of the Patriots organisation, part of that Belichick tree, I think he was before mm-hmm. the Bills, and obviously he's coming to the Bills, and he thinks he transformed Josh Allen's career, uh, and made him, obviously turned him into the player that we all know now as one of the best mm-hmm. in the whole league. So, obviously he's come into a place um Joe Judge, couldn't think of his name then. Um, He's easily forgettable. Yeah, exactly. Especially <laughs> that. What was it? Was it a fourth and down, fourth downs? Was it a callback sneak? I want to say or something else. Oh, oh, no, I'm it. There was a ridiculous play he he called last year. That was like I want to say it was a sneak on a third. I can't down. remember the exact details. I've erased it from my memory. So. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of him, how do you see his first year going? And um, and beyond I really like the hire um, I think as as I say him and Joe Schoen together coming from that Bills franchise they know each other they know how how to build a successful franchise from the bottom up, bottom up. Um, just want to say I didn't like the way it was handled when he was hired um, the whole mm. Brian Flores situation Um I mean, why did Bill Belichick know before anyone else did? Mm. He's got nothing to do. He's got nothing to do with our organisation anymore. Why is he known first? Yeah. Um, but I think, on the whole, if that whole the Flores thing leaves a bad taste in my mouth, but the whole the hire as a whole, I'd be happy with if that hadn't happened. If that makes sense, I think he the best side we've had since Tom Coughlin. It's not hard. McAdoo, Shermer, and then Joe Judge. <laughs> Hardly. Yeah. Hardly inspiring, are they? Um, but I think if it does go wrong, you've really got to look at the ownership. Mm-hmm. Because since Tom Coughlin, they haven't hired a successful coach. They restart and restart and restart. Um, I think this year will be a little bit better. But I can't see any more than eight wins. Mm. Having, having, having had a look at the schedule, and eight wins is hardly set in the world. Like It's an improvement, don't get me wrong. But um, we want to be, as fans, we want to be in the playoffs. We're one of the biggest, te- biggest franchises in the league. 
mm. the most well-known franchises in the world. We need to be challenging for for Lombardies and the conference championships. Even division championship would be nice. Just something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I know we haven't won one of those for ten years, so so we'll we'll see. We'll see. Mm. It's mm. a bit difficult to be optimistic over last <laughs> because of the last couple of seasons. Yeah. Yeah, it's not been good, really. I think pretty much since Eli Manning left, even in his last year, it wasn't great either. Um, I, I do think it's been a perennial years of just struggling and being one of the worst teams in the league. But you know, even in this year, is a is a um, bad year again. You know, you got the draft next year. I don't know. There's people like Bryce Young. There's I can't think who the other quarterback prospects are. Spencer Rattler as well. I think as well. Not I'm a biggest fan, but um, maybe you get someone there. You get you could transform your franchise like Joe Burrow did for the Bengals. So I think there's hope for any team that's been struggling in the last few years that it just takes that one quarterback or takes that one player on defense to transform the whole team. So I think on that point of view, even if this year is a struggle, I do think that you know there, there is hope at the end of the tunnel. You could say. But we will head to the final segment of the podcast, which is, of course, by now, if you're a regular listener, you'll know what it is, the fan record predictor, which will give every fan the chance to predict their team's record going into the 2022 NFL season. So week one is a road game at the Tennessee Titans. Loss. Heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think Titans will be good this year. I think they'll have a down year, but I still think they'll be a very, very strong team. Um, week two, first game at home against the Carolina Panthers. I think we'll beat them. I think we'll beat the Panthers. I think um, they're not a very good squad coming off last year. I know they'll have McCaffrey healthy and they'll have Baker firing, but um, I think at home, new head coach, fans will come out. The home, I think home form will be big for us this year. I, I just think we'll just about edge them three points, five points, something like that. Yeah. Fair play. Uh, week three is against an NFC East rival at home in the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's a loss, I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> don't have a good record against the Cowboys over the last couple of years. We've been there or thereabouts most games, but we always seem to bottle it. Fair play. Um, week four is another home game against the Chicago Bears. I'll put that down as a win. Um, the Bears, again, a bit like us, a bit of, bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be it's going to be a 50-50 but I think we'll just come out on top and then week 5 is the game in London uh, against the Green Bay Packers heavy loss heavy loss <laughs> <laughs> did you um, obviously there was a big noise about that the tickets going for that game and everyone was saying how hard it was did you manage to get tickets at all for that game no I did as, as I was told join the queue at 9 o'clock in the morning yeah. found myself number 300,000 in the queue so persevered with it four hours later got through fine surprise surprise no tickets so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that I think every year it is getting harder and harder and I think that is the only problem with sport getting more popular in the UK I mean I I, I love the fact that it's got bigger I love the fact that more and more people are starting to I mean my brother for years I mean I was actually for years someone who used to hate adverts and stop starting only watching the highlights mm. I know my brother was always against the sport because of that. Now he's a big Raiders fan. My mate Naeem, who's on our normal football podcast, he was same thing for years. He's now a Colts fan. And more and more people I know are getting into it. Even my mum is starting to take an interest after watching right. the Titans with me recently. I think she might actually watch it this year. I don't know whether she will or not. But 
Um, obviously, I, I love that side of things, and I hope more mates of mine do do that in the future. But then, at the same time, more more people will be interested. More tickets are going to be up for up for demand, and I think it's going to reach a point in the next five years where it's going to be like Glastonbury, where it's going to be a real lottery. And I think that is, whilst it's great, it shows how popular the sport is. I think there is a danger that it's going to scare people off from going to games in London and it may stop people, you know, so, so many tell me they watch their first game, going to a live game in London and that's what gets them into the sport. If we stop that, it could damage the UK fan base and me going forward. So well, that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, um, we love it getting popular. We, we love that because there were five, ten years ago, there were only a few of us kicking about like, do you like American football? No, no, no. Okay, fine. But as you say, bringing people to their first game, I bought my girlfriend last year after lots and lots and lots of nagging. Mm. And um, she really enjoyed it. She loved it. And it's just, that's what everyone's finding. But the stadium's too small. It's lovely that we have a specific stadium like Tottenham. But Wembley was 30,000 more seats. You could easily have sold 30,000 more for every one of those games. So so I think we've got to think of either having more or possibly having one at Spurs and two at Wembley or whatever. Mm. Well, hopefully, I think this year, I want to say it's three games, isn't it, this year? Hopefully next year they bring it back to being four games. But I think now with Germany getting involved, I think that, that, as well. that thing as well, I think it will be three going forward. And then, mm. and then yeah, I do think that that is an issue. And I don't know whether, how you can, I mean, the, the, the issue is, of course, the, the problem-solving thing to do is have one less game at Spurs, but then that defeats the object of having a stage in the first well, Just one exactly. game a year, what's the point in having it? So it does bring that sort of debate into it. So it's hard to know what to do, to be honest. Maybe you have the one game at Wembley, two at Tottenham, and then that's it. Yeah, possibly. I think it just gets to the point where it, it gets to the point where it's easy to get a ticket in America. I think as you found, yeah, so. much easier. Look, I've got, you can get them now. You can get them within seconds. I got a ticket when on the Giants, actually Giants Jags. I'm going to, and that was forty dollars. Got it within seconds. Albeit ticketmaster.com, yeah. so you can't sell it if you buy it. But yeah, why yeah. do you want to sell tickets to that game? It's a brilliant game. Oh, no, not that game, but I did buy a spare <laughs> ticket to a couple of games, and friends can't make it, so it's trying to trying to sell it. It's proving really hard. Um, oh, really. I think it's Bears Commanders in Chicago and Panthers. I think it's Panthers Falcons in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, people who want to come can't make it for those dates, so I bought tickets for them, and then they can't make it. So it's um, try, you can't, yeah. you can't you can't you can transfer tickets once someone does want to buy them, but trying to sell them on Facebook or Twitter is proving really hard. So I'm going to keep trying. Um, Hopefully, someone even I meet in Chicago and Carolina will do it. But um, heading back to the fixtures, uh, week six, I'll be back in New York, back at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Another heavy defeat coming off the back of a London game. Ravens are light years ahead of us. Mm. So, again, it's not looking good. No. <laughs> um, week seven, just mentioned this game, a road to, on the road to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think we should beat them. I yeah. think that that's one of the games you were looking at thinking this is where we have to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, it gets easier again. Not easier, but just as easy. Week eight, um, on the road again against the Seattle Seahawks. Another another one. It's got to be a win. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't go into these sorts of games thinking you're going to lose them because otherwise, what's the point? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, week nine is a bye week, so week ten is a home game against the Houston Texans. I've been positive again. I've gone for another win. Mm-hmm. That is actually quite a favourable stretch, I must say. I mean, that is going to be a really important for you guys if you want to have any sort of success and surprising people. I think that is crucial because you've got obviously most teams do really well after a bye week. Before that, you've got the Jags, the Seahawks, and then the Texans afterwards. I think that's three very winnable games. I don't know whether that'll be. All your wins this season, I don't know, but um, I think that's, I think that's where the, the bulk of them will come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, week 11 is a home game, once again, this time against the Detroit Lions. I've been a bit positive with this one. I'm on the fence, but I think we'll win that. I think just purely because it's at home. If what I've said is true, we'd be off the back of a three-game win streak. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not I'm not sure of the Lions schedule, but I'm not sure they have such a favourable run. <laughs> Um, so I've actually got their schedule here, actually. The uh, lack of having... Just, just have it to hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank God <laughs> the NFC North is next to the NFC East on my um, notepad. So they play you... Oh, God. Um, in between the Cleveland Browns away and the Buffalo Bills at home. So um, that's quite a tough... I think that's... I don't know whether it's Sean Watson's. I think he's still suspended when that game happens. So that could be a win for them. Then the you guys... Then they play the Bills. So, um, quite a range. I think they'll, they'll be looking at this game the same way we do. It's one of the games we think if we're going to set the next set, we've got to be winning these games. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. Um, week 12 is a road game against the Dallas Cowboys. Snap it, snap in the win streak here, I'm afraid. That'll <laughs> be a, a, another heavy loss, especially in Dallas. And then you've got a, this is like a four game streak against your division rivals. So week 13 is a home game against the Commanders. I think we'll beat them at home. Um, we tend to win one of the games against them. And I think it's safer to bet on the home one. Okay. Uh, week 14 is a home to the Eagles. I think we'll win that again. Um, obviously, I, we beat them at home last year, lost away. So <laughs> that was a bit of a, Bit of a boring game though at home. Was, I was present. <laughs> it wasn't oh, yeah. Well, of course, you were part of his t- touchdown trips, wasn't it? You went with. Yeah, yeah, very good. Would highly recommend. So you went off that, that game into another game, didn't you? As well, I want to say. Yeah, we we went to Eagles Eagles Giants at MetLife on the Sunday, and then we went to Monday Night Football uh, Washington against the Seahawks, which again was brilliant. Oh wow! So who won that? FedEx is a bit of a shed. But <laughs> what was that, sorry? FedEx is a bit of a shed, needs a bit of redoing. But... Oh. For me, it's by far the worst stadium in the league, I think that. No, oh, it's derelict completely. Like when we were there, it was just leaking through the ceiling. Is, is that the one where Jaden Hurts had those fans crash on him? Or was that later no, on? That was, that, that was a little bit later on, but we had um, basically with the concor- you come out the concourse onto the terrace and then all the seats are there. We went back in, back in for a hot dog or something. It was actually pouring over the top, and you couldn't get through without getting soaked. I don't even know. I don't want to know where the water came from. That's terrible. I mean, I'm obviously everyone knows by now. I'm doing this massive long tour, and mm. I'm going to Washington. But I'm not going to a game there. I, I refuse to go to that stadium. It's, it's that bad and that badly run. And I'm. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. You know, have Miles Sanders yeah. running past me and me just crash into him. So uh, <laughs> I think transport's poor as well. Say that again. Transport's poor as well. Is it? Oh, that's, that makes yeah. it more reason not to go. I mean, I think the White House will do. <laughs> That'll yeah, be enough. Yeah. I'm only there for two days, so I'll probably just go to the White House 
maybe watch a game on the game on if there's a game on Thursday night or something, I'll maybe watch it at the sports bar. But yeah, I'm not going to go to FedEx Field. Absolutely no chance. It's a lovely city, but the football ground is poor. Yeah, I think they're speaking. They're thinking, aren't they, of a new um, of building a new stadium, aren't they? Now a bit further out from Washington, but they are thinking of building a new stadium, which I think okay. is the best for everyone. I think it's needed. Um, speaking of Washington, um, week 15, FedEx Field against the Commanders. <laughs> I think we'll lose because the field's made of Lego. So um, <laughs> that'll be a bit bit of an issue for us. <laughs> the turf coming yeah. up on your feet. So yeah, I, th- I think, as I say, we'll win one, we'll lose one. I think it's safer to bet on winning the home one. Um, they they have good, they, their fans are good, they're passionate. So I think mm. they're, They'll back him to a win there. Yeah, of course, been so many players that have been injured at that stage. And we look at the Joe Theismann and Alex Smith comparison. There was another one last season. Obviously, Chase Young's been injured there. I think Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley was injured there. There's been so many players that have been yeah. injured at that stage and quite bad ones as well. I think when I was there, McKissick got injured midway through, midway through the game and he was by far the best player on the field and he mm-hmm. did his knee again. So, it's a, it's a. I bet when you look at it on the schedule, you circle it, thinking, okay, extra padding, extra bubble wrap, just everything. <laughs> yeah, or just fake an injury or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't play this one, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> of course, um, Fitzpatrick's career ended at FedEx, didn't it? As well, week one, I think it was a FedEx field where he never saw the field again, which is a shame because I think he could have done something with that team. Um, we lost a legend there. He did. We did, and I. Definitely think if he played, if we made the playoffs that year, he was with us and he was playing well. I do think that year we could have done something in the playoffs because of our defence. And I think that he was playing some good football at the time. Mm. I do I do think that he potentially could have done something there. Um, but week 16 is once again on the road, this time in Minnesota, and you face the Vikings. I think that's another loss, I'm afraid. Um, we, never have, we don't have a historically good record against the Vikings. I know it's a new... Brand new system, but players like Cousins, Jefferson, Thielen, Cook, the offence is just mm. too too good for us, I think. Yeah, and of course, if have actually got a head coach now that has an offensive brain. I think Mike Zimmer, as good as he was, that, that ship got stale there. And I think that now they've got an offensive-minded coach who calls with, with the Rams last season when they won it all. Mm-hmm. So I do think... If Kirk is going to succeed, I think he's got the perfect guy to help him do that. I think he's finally got a guy who's offensive-minded, and I think along with players you mentioned like Cook, Thielen, Jefferson, even the defense has some some good weapons there. I do think the Vikings mm-hmm. will be. This is a spoiler because I've already um, brought out the season pre- season predictions, which comes out next week. Um, I think I'll be the only team that makes the playoff with a new head coach. So I think they'll be they'll be a, a good team to look out for. Um, Week 17 is your final home game, uh, this time against the Indianapolis Colts. Again, unfortunately, I think we'll lose. Um, I think the Colts are so much better and need to stick it on Jonathan Taylor's back. Mm. And that's all you've got to do, really, isn't it? You've got that. I know they've got Pittman at receiver as well. Um, I can't for the life of me remember who the quarterback is. Though. Matt Ryan now. They're fifth and five years. Ah. Well, there we go. I think it might be a bit of a renaissance in that, Ryan. Um, I think, it, I, as you say, it was going stale for Zimmer in um, Minnesota. I think it was going stale for him in Atlanta. So I think this experiment worked better than the Rivers and the Wentz experiment. I think they've mm. now got a proper QB. He's been mm. to a Super Bowl. 
he knows what it's about. Albeit he bottled the Super Bowl. But... <laughs> yeah, I think that was a that was um I think for me that's a, that was a real shame. That's the first actual one I watched the whole way through Super Bowl wise. Oh really? And then the next year with that Eagles Pats one, I think I I was spoiled my first two years watching the Super Bowl in full, having that Falcons Patriots and then the Eagles Patriots. I think going from that to the Rams Patriots the next year was a bit of a um, oh, the Rams Patriots was possibly the worst game I've ever seen. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was a real dose of reality going from those two to that. And of yeah. course, my mate, he never watched a game before ever live. He never watched a single game on TV or anything. So I took him to, in Bristol to watch this game, and I'm surprised he still wanted to watch it after that. It was really bad. That was. That and then we got we got a better game. one the next year. Yeah, that was good. And then the one we had most recently was was decent as well. And he's watched yeah. one since that Rams Patriots. So it's selling to him. I think, and he's he's coming with me actually to. Um, Houston, New Orleans, and Atlanta. So he's going to his first games live as well. So um, shout out to Jack if he's listening. Um, finally, week 18 is a road game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Loss. Easy. E- easy answer that one. Never do well there. I think they'll win our division. And I think they'll possibly be going for one of those top seeds come the yeah. end of it. Mm-hmm. I think they'll have all their starters out will be done so I think they'll just us. okay so that means your record at the end of the season according to your predictions are 8 and 9 which you would all but think unless something goes horribly wrong doesn't get you into the playoffs um, does that represent progress to you even though first year under Brian Dable you know does that represent any sort of positive season for a Giants fan I think so I think uh, my first few years watching them like 6 and 10 6 and 10 fuck. 3 and 13, we had one playoff year. So I've only seen one year where we've won more than seven games. So I think winning winning eight would be would be big, especially, especially as a little stepping stone, because then you look to win eight and you look to win 10 and you look to win 12 and then you go like that. Hopefully that, that'll be a solid start. Build on it in the draft. You won't be too high in the draft that you'd have to take a star QB. Um, and maybe with eight wins, Jones may well save his skin. Mm. So it's a proving year for him as well. So I think that'll, I think that'll, most Giants fans, I mean, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But I think most of us will be happy with that. Yeah, I- I'd say so. I think Jones may even get like a one year deal or something off the back of it, or they may. They may they may even go Jimmy G. You never know. He's he'll still he's got obviously got a one year deal. He's going to be obviously for all counter purposes. He's going to be you know um, free to choose who t- which team he goes to next year. I think the Giants is one team he'll want to go to. I think New York's a market. I think he'll like that market, and I think that he would relish going to the Giants and being the starter. I don't think he'll want to be back up after after this year. So yeah, I think probably them or the, I think the Seahawks are probably going to go down the route of the draft and I do think the Giants if you get eight wins you're not going to be in a position to get a quarterback unless someone really falls like Ben Roethlisberger did or Dan Marina did back in the day I think maybe you will go down the route with Jimmy G even if it's for two years I think so and I think I know on Facebook pages Twitter pages lots of Giants fans are torn about Jimmy G but I think he's an improvement on what we've got Mm. and he's been to the Super Bowl recently I think he might help pull some other players in as sort of a last hurrah. I don't know if you saw the other day that Odell Beckham hinted that he might be open to returning. 
Oh, really? I saw the Bills thing, but I've not seen the, the Giants thing. No, I saw something on, I think it was Instagram, where a fan asked him if he'd be willing to come back to the Giants. And he said, oh, well, we'll leave the door open, something along those lines. Now, obviously, Dave Gutman's gone, who signed him and traded him immediately. So, yeah. <laughs> we've, got to, we've got to see. We've got to see, see our, what the future holds. We'd like, I'd love to see him back, I think. We have yeah. been saying he left. I think the the jersey sales would really be massive if he was to um, come back. I think people would be there'd be an absolute fanfare in in the mm. Big Apple. I think it would be um, a great addition to your team. I think that would be Kenny Gold. Kenny Golladay's done absolutely nothing um, no. since joining. I no. think seeing, seeing him in training recently as well, he looks like he doesn't really care anymore. He looks worth the money, doesn't he? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um, and also Saquon Barkley played his best football in his rookie year with Odell Beckham there. Mm. Barkley isn't. I know he's been injured. He's been on and off. But even when he's healthy, he's looked poor. He hasn't looked anywhere near the number mm. two pick that we thought we would get. Yeah. And I think having Beckham take some of the spotlight off him, some of the attention off him, really helped him. And now it's just him. There's no one else on that team as a star. Maybe McKinney now, but mm. he doesn't seem like the sort of person to be phased by that. So um, hopefully, having another dynamic player on offense, Wondell Robinson could be, could do it. He's looked good. Yeah. But um Darius Tony again can't stay fit. So just gotta see. But Gold Day can stay on the bench. <laughs> yeah, as far away as possible from starting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that has been the conclusion of our New York Giants season preview, so thank you Tom for coming on and we will see you guys our next season preview. Thanks for having me, thanks very much. No problem at all.